The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape with a snap for Wednesday, April 26, 2023, where I lied. I lied to you. I told you there was going to be an interview, but instead, you get nothing. Good day, sir. You'll get nothing and I can. We're for nothing. No interview for you. No selfie. Uh, but, however, on the other hand, she had words. No. On the other hand, you did get a sick overtime game tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs where the Panthers pushed past an elimination game for three, if I'm not mistaken, over the Boston Bruins. So I told you the truth there. For sure. And you know what that means. You know what that means. Kind of like, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Right? Right? Even when I lie, I tell the truth. Uh, Anyway, NFL today, not a whole shit ton going on. We are, well, I am right now. You are, depends on when you're fucking listening. But I am about 24, under 24 hours now until the NFL draft for 2023. And that means that with less than a day to go, we are in full-blown NFL draft coverage onslaught mode. I mean, it is fucking everywhere. You can't get away. You can't, can't fucking get away from it ever. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. CBS Sports Lines, CBS Sports Network, ESPN. ESPN's got something going on. I think they've done this before, so it's not even really like that fucking big of deal. But I'm pretty sure that they are doing a draft, full-blown draft on ESPN2 featuring reporters from all 32 teams. So, in other words, they're, like, doing a draft. <laughs> They've got 32 people on Zoom calls, and they just keep going to them being like, who are you going to pick? Here's our San Francisco reporter. Who are you going to pick? Here's our Miami reporter. Who are you going to pick? I-, I mean, they were going, like, one by one when I was watching. I said, oh, Jesus Christ. No more. <laughs> Fucking no more. Get out of here with that. I want no more full-blown three-hour mock draft coverages. Enough is enough already. The coolest thing to come out of the draft, uh, the, the pre-draft talk, was the story we talked about yesterday with L- Levy, uh, Levi getting juiced up in the odds because somebody went to Reddit and was like, yeah, he told his mom and his brother and his daughters and his sisters and his friends that he was getting taken by the Carolina Panthers, number one. And then some people saw it and were like, shit, it's Reddit. Could be true. Went to the books, booked a couple of uh, picks on Levy was, uh, shit, 40 to one, if I remember, whatever. 
And anyway, that's gotten jacked all the way up. I forget what it is now. I think it was at 4 to 1, me. I don't know. Let's say 10 to 4 to 1. I, but it was like 40. It was a fucking long shot. And then all of a sudden, this little uh, leaky, leaky leak got out there. And boom goes the dynamite. Oh, even better than that. And boom goes the dynamite. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking rich. Get ahead of the curve here. You got a freestyle. You should know your soundboards. That's what it's there for. Not funny, but I got all these little buttons to help me fucking cheat. I should use them accurately and, you know, before I do the punishment. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, NFL draft coverage everywhere. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you can turn it on anywhere. Right now, uh, you, you won't be hearing this right now because I have to upload it. So, by the time that I say this, it's going to be over, but uh, maybe you at home are just sitting around watching one of these programs that I have had the pleasure of flipping through tonight and been bored out of my mind. The fucking CBS Sports High one had um, what you, Adam Shine, who I would never remember me, would uh, and couldn't point me out in a lineup. I, I knew him very briefly. A couple of months, I was interning at WFAN. He was fresh out of Syracuse, and they had him doing night shows, and the WFAN internship used to be Pretty formulaic, and so everybody that went there, I was connected to school broadcasting while I was working at the XFL, and then I used that to get the internship or whatever. But I, you know, I was one of millions, uh, millions that went through that WFAN bullpen. But anyway, uh, you had to do a weekend shift. You had to do like some shitty, open, like late night shift. And so Shine was there, and he was doing the evening show. So I uh, got to talk to him a little bit in the newsroom here and there. Good, good guy. I mean, but fucking, uh, he has been CBS's darling ever since he had that show. I mean, it was crazy. They, they plucked him out of Syracuse, and they were like, this is the next it guy. And it has not stopped since they pulled him out. He has been CBS everything. So anyway, he's hosting this program. He's pretty good, but they put him up there with it. Just, I mean... I've used the term clown, but a clown car of people. Um, I I think they were all ex-players. One was an ex-patriot. I didn't see because the production was so piss poor that they kept forgetting to put up the supers to let you know who these people were. And they're not super well-known people. So every time you were looking, you were like, who the hell is that? I think one one guy I think was Kyle Long. And the rest of them, I had no clue who they were. Um, one guy was like M Jones nine was his Twitter handle. Another was an expatriate. Um, and then in the background who, I don't know who she was because again, she never got supered. This one, this lady never got supered. Right. And so they've got her in the back on a TV. She couldn't even make it into the studio. Everybody's in the studio except for her. So I guess she's super important. She just couldn't come in. Or there was nobody else that they could put in the studio with them. Or they just didn't want another sixth person on set. Or a chick, for that matter. But anyway, whatever their reason was, uh, she was not. She was in the background. She looked like the Wicked Witch of the West. I have no clue who this lady was. She obviously was a... Some kind of beat reporter of some kind. But she comes in there, and every time they throw to her, she's got this long, concocted joke that she wants. And it's just like, I, you know, you can hear the fucking clock ticking in the background. And you're like, lady, what is it? She went one story about how I, she related Brett Favre to the Menendez brothers. What? You know, and if you're not familiar with it, those are the two dudes that killed their parents and shit. And she, I, it's something about when 
Rodgers was talking crap about upper management and his coach and, you know, because he was Mr. Cranky Pants, right? You know, change your depends, you old 40-year-old fuck. But, you know, and she somehow related him being cranky and complaining to the Menendez brothers. It was like, what? It was like, that That was the, that's what you were expecting to generate this? <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> Sorry, baby. You know, although I do give credit to CBS for putting her on the TV because, I mean, she didn't have the age nor the looks to check those two boxes that are usually required for, you know, any, you know, side broadcast, whether it be a sideline reporter or just some random show put together on your, you know, your sister network or your cable-only network, you know, it's like, no, usually you've got to be like, you know, 24 to 32, non-married, blonde, long-flowing hair, you know, or, you know, a big chest, that's it, and uh, she didn't fucking check any of those boxes, so, I mean, kudos to that, good for you, CBS. But anyway, she, the, the second joke she had was, uh, oh, she waited all this time, and then she was talking about the draft pick for the Steelers, and she goes, but is there any worse name for a quarterback than Pickett? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't know whether or not I wanted to laugh at it, because it was, is it funny, or is it just stupid? I, you know, I think what was awful about it was the delivery. Maybe if somebody else delivered it better it would have been fine or i might have just heard that joke already i can't remember but there was just something about the way she told it it was just like missed and then i was like hold on was that a good joke i mean it's a stupid pun but i mean his name is Pickett. i mean it's there um it's probably been said for ever since kids started playing football but i mean whatever uh now i'm all lost but like i said uh all of all of that programming is out there on uh, mass as we get ready for the NFL draft tomorrow night. So that is what everybody's waiting for. Who is going to be the number one pick? Who's going to slide? Where are the quarterback's going to go? Uh, where's uh, BJ Robinson going to go? BJ, did I say his name right? I probably butchered that too, but fuck it. Uh, the running back from Texas, who everybody, I, I mean, if I hear the terminology or the phrase, best running back prospects is Saquon Barkley out of one more talking head on a different network. Each one, they say the same thing. Oh, you know, the thing about Robinson is that he is the best running back talent that has come out of college since Saquon Barkley. Nobody else has has matched Saquon until this year right here. So, okay, fine. I think we all know... uh, Fucking nobody gives a shit about running backs. Look, I feel bad for the kid because you're going to compare him to Saquon Barkley. Maybe you should take a bigger look at, you know, try to point the kid toward what's going on with Saquon Barkley's contract because it is a goddamn disaster for the kid. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what his production was for the past three, four years, even though he was hurt and that completely shot leverage that he might have had. But the simple fact is, even if he had like 1,500 yards each year, it wouldn't matter. Nobody cares about the running back. It's not a position where anybody wants to invest bonco dollars on your cap. They'd rather just keep you for your rookie contract, let somebody else pay you, and then draft somebody in the... in the Buh, Rich, get it out. Holy shit. In the draft. Um... Like, look at the Giants this year. Now, the Giants won't do it because they've um, they franchised Barkley, and you know now he's just not receiving what he 
the interest that he thinks he was. Maybe he comes down a little bit. But, I mean, I would if you could find a suitor somehow, and you won't, if you got bites on him now, let's say you go out there and you're just like, anybody interested in Barkley? I'm just sending out some feelers. And you get anybody that's sniffing around, if you're the Giants, draft a fucking running back. And then let, you know, let them both play. And then what happens? You know, you franchise him this year, you just let him go. You know, you let him go. You don't get the deal done. You know, let somebody else go. You know, or do a signing trade. Somebody else is really excited for him or something. I, you know, I I don't know. But, like, you could just draft a running back this year and just be done with him. You know? And if you get if you get somebody sniffing around that might have interest, then that means that you might get something midway through the year. So that means that you have a long time to try to work something out. And I don't know. If I was somebody like the Giants... I'd probably draft another running back. Not early, late, you know, depending on what you get. But you never know. Uh, anyway, but uh, we were talking running backs in the draft, and how uh, every, that was one of the stories is where is he going to go? The Texans running back, the Texas running back, uh, quarterbacks. You know, I, I don't know how much there is. You know, we're getting the one. We're, we're going to try to find out whether or not Aaron Schefter goes back to his old ways and, and ruins every single uh, every single pick before it comes out. Uh, that was a long time ago before NFL curbed that, but obviously. Um, that That's what everybody's talking about, NFL draft. The other thing that people are talking about, well, I mean, they not might not be talking about because everybody's probably fucking tired of it by now. But Mr. Rogers has arrived uh, in New York. So Woody Johnson came... Uh, forward on, I think it was Instagram, and whether it was him or his people, uh, got the video of Aaron walking into the building, 1JP or 1Jet Plaza, whatever the hell it is, walking into the building and giving tons of pops and pounds all around to all of the Jet coaching staff and ownership, and I think that one was there, but, uh, you know, upper management, everybody. Uh, you know, except for players. I didn't see any players there. But So then they had a press conference with him, and it is, you know, about uh, as bland as one would expect with all the needed filler and nothing of news and note. But anyway, uh, sound compliments of ESPN. Here we go, Aaron Rodgers. I want to say thank you to Christopher and Woody Whoa, for bringing me here. turn down your I'm mic, obviously asshole. Coach Sala, You're Joe really Douglas, loud there. my agent, Dave Dunn. Um, this is a surreal day for me after spending well, hold on. 18 years. Like- surreal day. <laughs> I mean, surreal day. You're in, you're in the hallways of the New York Jets, buddy. It's not surreal. I mean, come on. This building didn't even exist until a couple of years ago, and this team hasn't won since fucking man was walking around smashing dinosaurs with rocks. And uh, I, I know it probably didn't really exist then work out that way but anyway uh surreal day for mr rogers the same city it's been a lot of uh introductions today and meeting a lot of people yeah, but there's really a lot of excitement um, i'm here because i believe this i believe in this team i believe in kosala boring I believe in the direction uh of joe douglas obviously he's drafted really well the last what couple of years having uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year yeah he did um the big thanks to the Jets organization, obviously a big thanks to the Green Bay Pack organization for an incredible run. Uh, yeah, that long run. He's pretty, he's pretty good, I guess. over now. You think and so? I'm excited about the new adventure here in New York. Nathaniel Hackett, who's here, 
Hack and I became really close friends for three. He's an uh, asshole, sir. Excuse me, three years in in you Green Bay, and I love asshole. him like a brother, and I believe in him, and I'm uh, really happy to be back working with him again. Obviously, Joe has got a great track record so far of drafting oh, some incredible players, uh, but it takes a system, and obviously Robert has the uh, the right good. sauce. So I'm excited about getting to work with him and Brick and uh, Marquan, former teammate of mine, and. Uh, it's a great staff, but you lose. You know, I'm, an old, I'm an old guy, so I want to be a part of a team that can win it all. I love and I believe the smell of this is, uh, in the a place we can get that done. <laughs> Me here. Okay, a place that you can get this done? Enough. But like I said, that was uh, as formulaic as one could get out of a quarterback leaving his home of 18 years and then coming across the country to – I. You know, a different conference to a team that has won nothing ever, uh, that has no real history to speak of. They they continually try to make, you know, culture. So I applaud them for that. But I mean, it just it's just one of those member clubs has been out in the wind, twisting uh, for quite a while. But I mean, there's plenty of those. But I, you know, just to say all this stuff is, uh, you know, let, let's just. Let's just check ourselves. But what the hell else is he supposed to say, right? He's coming to a new team. He, you know, he's got to give a little bit of uh, effort here. So, uh, and he gets put back together with his buddy Hackett and said that the whole thing complimented Salah. So he gave him the old, uh, you know, rub under the table. And uh, that's uh, Phil Shane check mark there. He got him through. Not Phil Shane. Uh, Phil Shane's Giants. Uh, whatever. Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas. There you go. It fucking rich. You are. Uh, Ah, what am I? I you are a yeah. stupid asshole. That's, a, that's exactly what he is. I can't even hit the buttons right. So um, that was it for Jared, uh Jets. He came in. Then he then he hit the radio. Uh, he did hit the radio circuit as well. He was on seven, uh, whatever, or nine nine eighty seven, nine seventy, or whatever. The ESPN, uh, the ESPN station in New York. Oh my god, what what is it? They changed it to 987. That's it. 987. Jeez. Couldn't even think of that. But anyway, he was on uh, 987. He was talking about uh you know, I uh, it was with Don LaGreca and Michael K and Rosenberg. Rosenberg from whatever the hell. Uh 971. He he actually does WWE too. Uh what a, not Bob, Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg is like the M&M's guy. I can't even remember. Uh, but anyway. Uh, and so here's Michael Kay talking to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to play this whole thing because... You are, without argument, one of the greatest players who ever played football. Why did There's you my need this for you? after the great career that you had in Green Bay? What, what does this stop do for you, Aaron? Okay, I don't need it. I want it. I wanted a, a new adventure, a new challenge. Um, I love the game so much. And the opportunity that was presented to come play for the New York Jets, I just couldn't pass up. To be able to play for a coach I really, really respect in Robert Sala, to be under the tutelage again of a dear, dear friend in Nathaniel Hackett. And boom goes the diamond. To be part of a team that has a lot of pieces in place. You have the offense and defense of the year. You have two guys who also could have been in the running in Brees and Jermaine. You have an incredible uh, group of players around those guys. 
you got a fan base that's hungry oh and passionate. Hungry fan base. And it's been a while since we've been in the playoffs. Passionate fan base. Oh We're talking God. 50 plus years. Would you ever go um, to a t- town? It's, it's, City, team, and say, you know what? The only thing that stinks is that their fan base sucks, dick. Uh, Pretty special, and And it's not exciting to play in the stadium at all. Uh, We'll uh, try to fix it, but you know, nobody in the country really thinks that their fan base is that strong. Just how this fan base has been dying for this is like dying for a quarterback. So I guess I'll give them a little bit of credit. Slay the dragon, Aaron. Like how important is that as opposed to maybe other places that have won recently? Well, I mean, I don't know about slaying the dragon. Maybe it's becoming the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Try the meal. Anyway. So uh, that was uh, whatever ESPN Radio. I'm sure there's more clips on ESPNRadio.com or wherever the hell people go for radio shit online if they even do that anymore. Um, but overall, it's what you would expect on a final day of Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't even believe that I milked this thing for three days, but that's what it was, right? Uh, news of the trade, the trade, uh, you know, they, him coming in and. All the Stephen A. Smith reaction. I really wanted a Stephen A. Smith thing uh, for today, but I just couldn't find any. There wasn't anything on ESPN, which I couldn't believe. Well, they had him for something else. You know, because ESPN.com is basically just StephenASmith.com. So part of the reason that I end up having all this audio to play and the ability to shit on him so much is just because ESPN gives me so much of it. I mean, they just they pull up a cart and they're just like, here, this guy is all we got. We pay him $13 million a year. And... Look, obviously, they've done some kind of statistical analysis and have figured out that this guy is worth way more than $13 million. And whatever he does, I guess he just gets monster ratings. I don't want to know what they are, nor do I care. But I'm just saying that he is completely goofable. And goofable? What the fuck? And not only is he... You could just laugh at him endlessly... ESPN gives you plenty of material to do so. And I guess they're just more than happy about it because it's, you know, you love, hate it, or never ignore it. So, yeah, what up? Um, you know, you hate them, you love them, you listen. Stern. Stern came up with that, and, I mean, everybody's been copying it. So, uh, But whenever Stephen A. gives us more material, I, I will be sure to use so anyway, that's it. You got the fake, uh, you got the fake drafts going around. You have Aaron Rodgers coming to town, and there was two other stories I wanted to hit real quick. Number one, and I love these stories. So let's go into the uh, the business side of football for a second. And this is one of the biggest jokes going in all of professional sports. I know I mentioned it. I will again. Is that the public? should never invest a single goddamn taxpayer dollar into any professional sports arena. Not unless the town owns the arena and the team is renting it from them. That is the only, only fucking way that a taxpayer dollar should be spent on a professional football team. To take money from the taxpayers, give it to teams, and then turn around and been like, you know what, this is a good deal. Like, we really need this. You don't need shit. These guys are, these owners are billionaires. Billionaires. The television contract is pure profit. Everything in the stadium is nothing. Pales in comparison. And so, 
what does the public need to build a stadium for these guys for? Use your own fucking money. Right? Didn't Jerry Jones do that? And then I think the, Gi- the Giants and the Jets split, but I think they still had some public money. I could be wrong about that. But, I mean, there are very few that just go and build a stadium with all their goddamn money. It's always to the taxpayer, yeah, we need money or else we're leaving. Fucking Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills threatened to leave Buffalo if they didn't get a goddamn new stadium. And then they have a governor whose husband runs the concessions at the current stadium, and all of a sudden she comes in because the old uh, governor couldn't keep his hands to himself and was, you know, trying to molest and rub and, you know, sexually approach, like, people that had worked for him and got himself thrown out in the in the big political fight that, is currently going on and it's full tilt. That's another great thing you got to watch. Um, anything to do with that. And uh, today's big audio that uh, we could have played is when the one Republican shouted at the Democrat guy who was sleeping with a Chinese national who turned out to be a spy. And so they're talking about the border crisis or something. And the Democrat is like blasting the border agent that's under oath and all of a sudden, it goes to the Republican. And he just starts calling him out for the fucking affair that he had. He goes, "He can't listen to him or anything that he talks about because he had sex with Yum Yum." And fucking Democrat from across the thing's like, "You can't say that shit." And it was like, "Oh my god, this this is our government. This is how we're getting by. This is what is preventing China and Moscow from uh, Russia, that is, uh, from uh, you know sending missiles our way and launching troops and taking over this country. These people, fucking." yelling at each other about who they're fucking behind closed doors and then screaming back at him. You can't say that shit. What? What? You fucking yum yum. And I don't even know the girl's name is yum yum. I really hope it is. Um, because that's funny as shit. So anyway, uh, what was I saying? Something about government. Fucking government. Anyway, the Titans get all this goddamn public money. And it's ridiculous. The public... The, the Titans are going to get $760 million in city bonds as part of the record stadium funding. Everything that gets voted, here was the vote, 26 to 12. It passed with flying colors, right? That gave the, the Tennessee Sports Authority, or, or whatever, it allowed the Sports Authority of Tennessee to issue $760 million of bonds. That is combined with $500 million in state bonds for more than $1.2 billion in public financing. $1.2 billion of public money so that the Titans could be handed a brand new stadium for free. That gives Tennessee the largest public price tag. This is all coming over ESPN.com. That gives Tennessee the largest public price tag for a stadium, topping the $850 million commitment from New York to the Bills. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You thought $850 million from New York to go to the Buffalo fucking Bills for a new stadium so they wouldn't leave and go somewhere else. You thought that was bad? Try $1.2 billion.
The stadium's total cost is going to be estimated at $2.1 billion. Okay, so sorry. There is going to be uh, a chunk here uh, paid from the Titans. Oh, and of course, how are they going to do that? Oh, you ready for it? Here we go. Personal seat licenses. They're coming back. Coming back again. I mean, you shouldn't say they're coming back. They never went anywhere. So there you go. So they're going to build a stadium for the Tennessee Titans for $2.1 billion. They're going to have help from the NFL and personal seat licenses. And with the NFL, the personal seat licenses, they're going to flip for the additional $840 million. So it's not free. I said free. Shame on you. Shame on you. You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Don't be rude. Thanks, Don. But uh, what the fuck does it matter? Because you didn't even cover half the cost. You got $1.2 billion from the fucking, from the public. And not to mention, you need a stadium that's $2.1 billion in Tennessee to watch the, the fucking Titans play? Now it's going to be covered, I guess, so... They'll be able to use it year-round, but who's going to use that? Does the town get the the state get to use that? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why does it? Why does it have to be two billion dollars? It's just I, I I don't understand any of it. I don't understand any of it, and I don't understand how the people just sit there and take it, and I don't understand how these fucking council people approve it. Well, I mean, I guess I do. Right? That's how it's all done. But it does just blow your mind. Uh, and it blows my mind how I could just rip through 30 minutes just boring you guys to tears. You know? I mean, you guys would be all better home sitting fucking in bed or on your toilets with fucking Pornhub in your hand than listening to me. But uh, the last story is, uh, which goes to the stories we were talking about yesterday with um, the fifth-year signings. And I don't know if I went into it or not, but I pulled up all these names. I said the ones that were out there, but I there, I, I thought I might have went through the draft class, but maybe it's something I thought about and then didn't do. But regardless, I would have bet uh, a large sum of money that the commanders, Washington football team, Redskins, would have, fran- not franchise, but taken Chase's Young's fifth-year option. Kind of for the same reason that the Giants did, right? And that is because you want to see that player develop and know what you're getting before you sign him. So, sure, he's really good. Had an awesome, I thought he had a good uh, rookie year. Got injured. You haven't seen him for two years. This is his fourth year. So now... Like, even if he gives you a great year, then what are you going to do? You're going to franchise him and then work toward the long-term contract there? I know that the the fifth year was a little pricey, right? So, and I probably should have started this with a story. Yeah, well, if I haven't said it at this point, Chase Young's fifth-year option is not going to get picked up by Washington, and that's going to cost uh, him a... Fully guaranteed fifth-year total salary of $17.5 million. So back to what I was saying now. Is that sure, $17.5 million is a lot of money. But 
like it's going to be cheaper than what you give him when you give him a monster contract, and that's all you're going to do if he has a monster year this year, right? You're going to look to whatever tag him and then work toward signing a big monster deal. So I don't know, you better off just giving taking the fifth year and paying him the seventeen million, and then you know he does good this year. You're like, oh well, you got one more year. And then he fucking pisses and moans and flips out, then fuck it. You know, uh, we'll just deal with that as it is, you know. But again, I would have bet a big amount of money that they would have picked up that thing, and they did not. And so it was uh, a little head-scratching, but I, again, you know, there are other people that know way more about football than I do, uh, and, and I think I know a lot, but I don't know that much compared to some others. So uh, maybe there is somebody that could just offer an easy explanation for it, but I just would have done it differently, you know. But to each their own, you know, football nowadays, especially the business side and the players, you know, got to look at them like assets because that's what it is, right, in the end. Um, I mean, they're people. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to, to say it that way. That That's insulting because it's, it's not, you know, they're not, they're human beings living and breathing. But what I'm saying is that in order to be successful in the NFL now, you really just have to look at all the players like assets. So if they, you know, cannot contribute, you know, toward the ability to win and increase your odds of winning the entire thing, then, I, you know, you, you got to find a way to move on from them. And hopefully a way to move on from them where you might be able to get something in return, right? And when you look at this Chase Young thing, I just wonder about what is the mentality, uh, you know, of Washington looking at Chase Young and the asset and not picking up his fifth-year deal. Because you there's got to be something... Yeah, uh, strategically that you're thinking about is why you wouldn't do it where I'm thinking about it the other way. So anyway, all right, now that I, uh, I have bored everybody to fucking tears, I think it's uh, probably time that uh, we punch out, right? Uh, enough is enough already. Uh, we got a big day tomorrow. We do, for sure, until we don't, have Zach Krantz coming on the radio program. I did talk to him today. Uh, something came up. He's got a, a big... Interview going for Krantz's Corner, which you should go and check out on the Odyssey app. Um, but anyway, we did have him, and then that came up, and so uh, we, we sent him packing so he could get ready for that. But we should have him tomorrow. And then, obviously, uh, we have the NFL 2023 draft. So I will be going tomorrow night to uh, MetLife Stadium and going to a Giants watch party with my son and uh, friend of his and his dad, and it should be good. So I'm sure you guys will be all throwing them back too, enjoying as your team blows their draft pick just like all of ours do. It's just a, a sad day sometimes for NFL fans come draft night. So, uh, but all the best, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Audi.